That's a lot of fish. It's a lot of fish. Michael, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that, that, that's a lot of fish. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Michael Marchland. I got you. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Excuse me, Michael. Mar- um, Michael Marchand and uh, Nathan Hamilton. <laughs> you know what the terrible part about that is? No one will hear the first sixteen minutes that we just recorded, so they won't even get the joke. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, we uh, that was in reference to a bit that you guys will never hear because it is now cut out from the uh, from the podcast. So, yeah, uh, have fun with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, huh. anyway, how are you doing, buddy? I'm. <laughs> I know it's cliche at this point to say I'm tired, but oh, I think no. I am tired. <laughs> wow. Surprise, surprise. Travis is tired. I Should've know. Guessed. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah, no, I've got some stuff going on this week that's kept me kind of busy. Plus, uh, well, you know, today that's I've got stuff coming up this week that's kept me kind of busy today, and I'm going in for dental work in just a couple of days. So, yay, yay, dental work! I actually had my uh, I had my teeth cleaned a few months ago. Uh, I had to do that before my insurance ran out. So, fun times. Um, but I, 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 you know, I don't mind going to the dentist. I know a lot of people hate it, but. I would probably hate it more if I was going to have done what you're going to have done. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's been over 10 years since I've had any kind of dental <clears throat> work done. Well, I mean, I've had my, you know, cleaning. I had cleaning just a, a month ago, but um, it's been, a, it's been t- about 10 years since I've had any major dental work done. And uh, last time it did not go very well. And so I'm hoping it will go smoother this time around. But uh, if everyone who listens to this wants to put in, uh, just send me some tweets with some hashtags, uh, whatever hashtag you want. Uh, Pray for Travis type hashtags, (laughs) because when this episode goes out, I'm going to be recovering from that. And hopefully it'll be a, you know, I'll be all right. And it'll be a quick recovery, just a day or two. But Hashtag Michael needs a new co-host. Hashtag Kaiju Weekly is a stepping stone to my greatness. (laughs) Again, a reference to the previous 16 minutes that we cut out. (laughs) Uh, And that was... Well, uh, okay, to be fair, 
To be fair, we can talk about that. We can talk about that for a second. So, Travis, do you want to tell the listener about your greatness? Um, yeah, no, that was a joke because uh, I am starting a new podcast. I mentioned it last week when we had Nathan on uh, that me and Nathan are working together to do a new podcast called The Henshin Men, where we talk about Henshin heroes. So your heroes like Ultraman uh common rider super sentai you know uh stuff like that and uh yeah. we uh we're supposed to launch the episodes the first two episodes um on monday the 5th and that didn't exactly happen michael so... looks at his watch with the time on it and realizes it is monday the 5th you don't have to and there's no podcast to, you don't have to give everyone a you don't have to reveal everything. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I had technical issues. So another reason I'm really tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, technical issues, a.k.a. Travis napped all day. Oh, I wish. I wish. I, I, if, if, I, if I could have <laughs> napped all day, I would have been great. Uh, no. Actually, so, I don't know what. Actually, you and I both have been busy today. I have no idea what you've been up to today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. Uh, uh, I'll tell you about. Might have to kill you. Uh, no. <laughs> uh oh. No. Um, it's just. It's just not interesting. <laughs> That's really, to be honest, it's just not interesting. But uh, talking about the Henshin Men podcast, uh, by the time this episode goes out, those episodes should be live because I'll probably be putting mm-hmm. them out on Tuesday instead of Monday. But we will see. Fingers crossed, but they are coming soon. Uh, so keep an eye out for them. But we will put the uh, links to the social medias for that because I'm going to start a Twitter for that uh, for that podcast, a separate Twitter account for that podcast. Uh, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes down below for anybody who might be interested in checking out. It is a much shorter, much more streamlined, and I am much more coherent on that podcast than on this one. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh should be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Um so uh yeah, let's let's that's enough uh banter. Let's get into the news. Let's cue the beady beady. Let's get ready to kaiju. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what threw us off the last time. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have 16 minutes of unusable footage so uh let's not do that again should i ask this should i should i ask if michael buffer is dead again oh god that just sent us down a rabbit hole <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're not going there we're not going so, there it's so, fine so we actually we have some very important news to talk about before we yes. get derailed again Yes, the first bit of news is the first teaser trailer for Dai Kaiju no Atashimatsu uh, has been released. The new film will follow the death of a kaiju that was attacking a city and the unique threats that the corpse presents. Uh, this looks like a very interesting film. This is a uh, obviously a Japanese film that... Uh, we got the teaser trailer and I'm really, really fascinated by that teaser trailer. Uh, I am too. And I'm just, uh, I, 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 am really, I'm, I'm actually looking at it again here. I watched it, uh, the other day, but I'm looking at it again here and it looks super interesting. And I think, um, I think earlier on we talked about how, um, 
what in the world is going on outside my window? I have no idea. Is there a kaiju anyway, attacking? Um, uh, no, it's... <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like it's raining, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It may be just squirrels. Who knows? Um, anyway, squirrels um, and rain sound very similar. We, we, you know, it's that it's that kinda, chirping because they get in the gutter. <laughs> yeah, or that or that stuck in the gutters and can't get out kind of rain. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so uh, we actually this actually goes back to a message we got from one of our listeners, Chris Deggle, uh, Chris Deggleman. And, uh, he, what was it? What was exactly the message? Like, what was our, what would be a, a concept in a monster movie that we would like explored? Yeah. Yeah. Something, something, something like, along like those what lines. genre would it, would you like to see a kaiju movie be mixed with, you know, the way that like, uh, uh you know, some, some of them are mixed with comedy. We get like uh, monster Sifu wars, which is a kaiju comedy. You know, what would we like to see kind of mixed in? What kind of concepts would you we'd like to see a kaiju film yeah and one of us uh i can't you know i can't really remember if it was you or me uh came up with the idea of what happens after a kaiju attacks like have the kaiju Mm -hmm. attack be like the first 10 minutes and then the whole rest of the film is just the aftermath of it and so yeah that is what this film is it seems like anyway Yeah, it's, it does seem like, and I believe if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm, um, I I believe it was you that mentioned something about like, uh, what happens in the aftermath of a kaiju attack and not necessarily, um, uh, like the old, the, the, the current formula is, oh my God, a kaiju is attacking the city. And we, you know, we've kind of got, we've gotten movies in the past that kind of explored that human drama and not necessarily focused so much on the monster. We got that with Cloverfield. I want to say if I remember it correctly, we got a little bit with Colossal as well. Um, and I just realized that it's fireworks. Someone is letting off fireworks. So that's fun. Oh yeah. Um, so it is a kaiju attack and, and they're shooting, they're shooting rockets at him. Yes. They're shooting rockets at this kaiju that I can't see outside of my office window. The squirrels um, have begun, but, become kaiju. <laughs> You know, know that actually does sound today. really scary. I know. Oh, it's fine. You know, a, I'm used to it. A kaiju sized, uh, a kaiju sized squirrel. That would be scary. Where would he that hide? That actually his would nuts? be scary. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> the same, probably the same, probably, probably the same place. Oh God. Probably the same place that the Tanuki would hide his. um i think we need to move on to the next bit of news before we go completely crazy (laughs) yeah ultraman day yeah ultraman day uh so yeah there's a special yes ultraman days there's a a special live event that's going on uh it's called ultraman connection live ultraman day okay about the movie we were just talking about so so daikaiju no atoshimatsu uh, it looks interesting and it's something we are definitely going to cover on the podcast as soon as we have uh, access to it, because with this being a Japanese mm-hmm. film doesn't, I don't think it's like a major, major production from Japan. Like it's not, you know, one of the big studios I recognize. Mm-hmm. So it might be kind of independent over yeah. there. And so who knows when we'll mm-hmm. get a hold to it, but as soon as we get a hold to it, we will cover it on the podcast. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. If, if the trend holds true for um, 
for independent kaiju films, um, I could probably see SRS picking this up or uh, someone else picking this up here in the United States. It seems like the con. It seems like uh, uh, as far as like independent or lesser appreciated kaiju films go, uh, it seems like SRS or even um, uh, Arrow seems to be the uh, uh, companies to go to. Yeah, and I and I know I don't know if the if the if the recording is picking that up, the microphone's picking that up in the recording. But uh, if you hear popping in the in in Michael's background or in my background, uh, just it's me it. popping. It, it's me popping champagne bottles, is what it is. Uh, that's a lot of champagne, Michael. <laughs> I drink do, a lot of champagne. I drink do a we lot need of to champagne. Have a talk? Like. <laughs> I I cannot attest to the quality of this episode by the time I have drank all of those champagnes. Uh, I was saying it was popping popcorn uh, to sit and watch. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I wish. I wish I had some popcorn in the house. Uh, if we had crunchy snacks while recording this episode, that would just be the final nail. Oh, the- it'd be too. We would just, would just give up on this episode because we are not doing well. <laughs> It's like it's like those people. It's like those people that have that uh, disorder or disorder or, or that condition. Like they can't stand, um, they can't noises. stand to hear like the mouth noises. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, there's a name for it, but I can't remember it right off. Uh, I knew somebody who had it, and it just irritates the ever loving crap out of them. That when I when when people well when I when I would chew like potato chips and mm-hmm. popcorn. Uh, it's Ultraman Day. <laughs> Ultraman Day, yes, Ultraman Day. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we like we mentioned, there's a special live stream event happening on Ultraman Day called Ultraman Connection Live. Ultraman Day. It's going to be held on July 10th, uh, and it's going to feature panels and interviews and a whole lot more. And it's all going to be not all of it, but I'm guessing most of it, or at least part of it, is going to be available on the Subaraya. Uh, youtube channel thing that you watch you know where where we watch ultraman z uh that thing <laughs> so you, good news youtube for, yeah youtube uh the, t- the the tubes the youtubes the tubes yeah so totally tubular with the youtubes tubular. totally tubular man uh anyway uh so yeah good news for ultraman fans uh something to look forward to on ultraman day uh, and so we can move on to the next bit of news. <laughs> uh, speaking of, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's I don't have anything else to say on Ultraman Day except it's going to be ultra awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so, s- I'm sorry. This this episode's a mess. <laughs> um, uh, like we were mentioning about SRS Cinema, uh, getting a hold to uh kaiju films. Uh, SRS Cinema has secured the the uh, distribution rights for The Great Buddha Arrival and Nezera 1964 for North America. Uh, so Arrow Video is releasing a... Uh, oh no, this is a separate piece of news because I had that... I had these... For some reason I had these two pieces of news combined. But uh, we also got news that Arrow Video is releasing a Blu-ray uh, set for The Giant Claw. So Michael, oh, I saw that. What do you think of these these movies becoming available uh, to us in in ways that they've never been available to us before? I um, I'm looking forward to it uh, because it seems like it seems like SRS SRS and Arrow are the two places that 
are the go-to for independent, lesser known, or um, lesser appreciated, less, yeah, lesser appreciated kaiju films. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I, we've been, ta- I feel like we've been talking about Nezra for over a year now because it was like, I think it was around episode 20 or episode 30 is when we started talking about it. And God, that's been over a year ago now. I feel like it was and, even um, earlier than that because I, I know um, Steven was still on, uh, on the podcast when I first, when we first mentioned it, it. it may have been, but I feel like we've been talking about Nezera's 1964 for a very long time now, and we're finally going to get it. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and- great Buddha arrival. Uh-huh. A great Buddha arrival. I've heard a lot of good stuff about. Uh, I think our friend Nathan and uh, our friend Nathan and Danny has talked about how good the great Buddha arrival is. Um, so I'm looking. For, I have actually personally never seen it. So I'm looking forward to to actually getting access to it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm looking forward to too. Is we having access to these um, movies that we can cover on the podcast finally because we'll actually be able to watch them. Um, yeah, we're not going to cover the giant claw again, though. No, no, that one. That one was a very special episode between me and Steven, because uh, that was probably the most fun episode I had with Steven uh, when he was my co-host, because we both just had so much fun with that movie. Like, it is not a good movie, but but man, was that was that fun. <laughs> That was the one that you guys turned into a drinking game, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was so much. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I think is really interesting about the, uh, the Giant Claw getting a Blu-ray release, a Blu-ray box set release, uh, is, and I had this conversation with an, with uh, someone who's a, who was an artist, uh, and I think I even interviewed him, and it was in part of the interview that I interviewed uh, that that I recorded, but um, we were talking about how like there are some Humphrey Bogart movies that have not been released on Blu-ray yet. There are some like mm-hmm. there are some Lawrence Olivier stuff that has not. Well, I think he's a I don't know. Anyway, but it's like there's no there's uh, you get the point. I, I can't I can't think of another famous actor who's like top tier old school actor. But like like there are some movies right. that are considered classics that are considered pieces of art that have not gotten mm-hmm. a blu-ray release and the giant claw has gotten a blu-ray release that's mm-hmm. a really funny and b shows the power <laughs> shows the power of, the power of kaiju weekly because okay. obviously they heard our review and now they're gonna put it out on blu-ray obviously yes absolutely that's exactly where i was going with that oh uh, <laughs> yes speaking of the power of kaiju weekly i feel like we willed this next movie into existence um because oh god <laughs> um I, on Twitter, I, I all I said was I shared the trailer, and then I said, uh, "Oh Lord, he coming." <laughs> oh, oh, sweet Jesus! I thought it was just a rumor, but no, it is we now got reality. The trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog. Finally, it was put online. The- you can watch the trailer for yourself. 
everyone who listens to this, go watch the trailer if you haven't already. If you have already, go watch it again and say Kaiju Weekly sent sent you in the comment section. <laughs> I, because... I, ju- I I just finished I just finished Zoo Ranger. I uh-huh. just finished Zoo Ranger. And all I got to say is the great Satan cometh. <laughs> so you admit that he is a magical being. <laughs> I don't know yet. That remains to be seen. We, I watched this trailer and I am not convinced that that dog is magical. I'm more convinced that that little girl is magical and that dog is just a dog. The, uh, that's what we that's what i talked about on uh on um uh on uh shoot why am i blanking on it uh finding monster right the podcast that i guested on who were so nice for to have me on as a guest and then i forget the name of the podcast <laughs> hello guys um but uh but no the 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 uh finding monster right podcast so that's what i talked about when i was on there that i feel like maybe uh Maybe uh, uh, Emily Elizabeth is the Scarlet Witch and the whole thing is just a construct that she's created with her uh, reality warping powers. <laughs> so so if that's the case, Clifford is just a dog and it's really the little girl who's magical. He is he is a dog. He, he would be a construct built by a reality warping mutant superhero i mean that should qualify as kaiju enough (laughs) for us uh yeah uh putting that aside putting our biases to and against clifford aside i actually thought the trailer was kind of fun it did look humorous it looks like a family film but at the same time, it feels like they are kind of rewriting a lot of Clifford lore, which I don't know, you know, like, I don't know. Are there like diehard wait, fans? Clifford, wait, hang on. Clifford has, Clifford has lore. Well, like, like, uh, yeah, because like Emily Elizabeth and her family all live in one place and it's her mom and dad and they move to another place and they bring Clifford with them so that he can live there with being so big. Uh, and this feels like, like she's being raised by a single parent who's her uncle and they're something like that. That's the, that's the, I think so. It's different names of the characters. It's not the, that's not, it didn't, I don't think it was Emily Elizabeth was the name of the character. I don't, maybe I was wrong. But. So, so this truly is not Clifford then. This is not Clifford. Uh, so it's, I mean, it, it has to Clifford. be something. This is, this Clifford. is another Clifford. This is Clifford as much as what we're going to talk about later is Godzilla. <laughs> oh no. Oh, this, no. this is the G98 of the Clifford franchise (laughs) oh no do not insult my boy like that clifford no (laughs) uh so no no truly truly biases aside what did you think of the trailer Mm -hmm. okay so in all seriousness in all seriousness I had someone text me the day that it came out and said, I'm going to drive. I am going to drive to West Virginia and make you watch this. That is what they said. 
And I watched the trailer. I watched the trailer. And to be quite honest, and I have to, and I, and I, I strive for complete and utter honesty on this podcast. Um, you probably have to be heartless to hate this movie. Yeah, I mean, I to me, it does kind of seem like a little bit of a generic family film. Like, there's a lot of family films that kind of have the same. Like, this feels like a, a Garfield or a Marmaduke or one of those kind of yeah. movies it feels like it's just kind of the same thing we've already seen before which is weird when we're talking about a giant red dog but i don't know uh yeah i mean i can see it though yeah uh and so uh cannot wait to cover it on the podcast because it is on our schedule yeah it's coming september 17th now it's only going to be in theaters so to cover it on the show, I'm going to have to spend money to watch it. You have spent money on worse. You spent money on Monster Hunter. <laughs> Do not tell me you are not willing to spend money on Clifford the Big Red Dog. After I spent money on Monster Hunter to cover that on the podcast. You put me through watching that movie. You are going to watch Clifford. <laughs> I tell you what, you have you have my word, audio listener. The day this comes out, I will my butt will be in the theaters. I will post a picture the day it comes out into theaters in my in and my local uh in my local theater here. I will post a selfie watching Clifford the day it's released. That is how much I care about this podcast. Yay! Meanwhile, Travis is breaking free and going solo. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um michael is staying loyal to the kaiju weekly listeners (laughs) Uh, if anyone out there wants to be my new co-host uh please hit me up i'm not on twitter anymore but you can find me on instagram at the kaiju groupie uh and uh just make sure you start sometime after clifford the big red dog comes out because i am going to be on that episode Uh, so the next bit of news, we uh, we have some kind of refinement and also a little bit more news from uh, carried over from last week. So when I heard the news about Transformers Rise of the Beasts, I thought that it was part of the whole War for Cybertron uh, series, movies, whatever uh, that was going on. I thought that this was the new. It's a TV series. Um, yes. So I thought that's what Rise of the Beast was was a was was going to be an installment of that. It is not. It is intended to be the seventh live action Transformers film, uh, and it's going to serve as a direct sequel to Bumblebee from 2018. Uh, and it's going to be directed by Stephen okay. Capel Jr., who was the director of Creed Two. So I completely misunderstood what this movie was about. Uh, you and Nathan did correct me on it last week. So that's why I, why I went and did some more research on it. Because I was like, I thought this was, I had completely misunderstood that this was uh, an actual live action Transformers movie. Um, but we also got some more yeah. news from it because we got some casting news. Uh, Ron Perlman is going to return as the voice of Optimus Primal into this, uh, in this film. And I say I'm here for it. I like uh-huh, I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I like Ron Perlman. I do. I think I, I really like Ron Perlman. Now, I was a little bit confused at first 
uh, because I thought, okay, so they're not bringing in back the original voice actor to do Optimus Primal, but it turns out we're going to have Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal in the same movie. Right. Yes. Uh, because Optimus Prime is said to play a big part in this movie. Uh, so they're carrying over the Optimus Prime from Bumblebee that was in Bumblebee. So you're still getting your Peter Cullen Optimus Prime. Uh, like I said, this is supposed to be a direct yes. sequel to Bumblebee. Don't know if any of the human cast is coming back. I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything about that. But uh, the reason why we say Ron Perlman is returning as Optimus Primal is because he has played Optimus Primal in a uh a, a direct to online uh series mini series that uh was transformers related so that's yeah. kind of cool he has a pedigree uh ron Perlman has done yeah, voice have... work before so i am really excited to mm -hmm. get I, I know he's a he is a good voice actor he's a good actor in general and i'm okay with it not being um was it david k that did the voice of Optimus Prime? I think so. In the original one? I um, think so, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about in the... You're talking about in the original, like, Beast Wars, the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, like in Beast Wars. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, I'm okay if it's not him. Um, even though I do like, you know, him a lot as the voice of Optimus Prime. I think he did great. I'm one of those weirdos who liked Beast Machines. I know a lot of people did not like Beast Machines and liked beast wars more i liked beast machines and i liked that optimus primal was more of a sage kind of like uh almost non-violent very zen buddhist kind of mm -hmm. uh transformer at that point uh just like you know war weary and kind of turning over to a more spiritual side uh, and I, I don't know. I kind of mm -hmm. liked that character development. So I liked Beast Machines. But anyway, uh, yeah. So this is just, just exciting news all around. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. And I'm making, I'm trying to uh, confirm. Uh, it was actually, what did you say the voice actor for Optimus Primal was? David K. Or who did you say it was? No, it, we were both wrong. It was it was Gary Chalk. Gary Chalk, that's right. Who was the voice of Megatron? Yeah. Uh, Megatron was David K. That's okay. who Megatron okay. was. I always get I always get the two <clears throat> actors confused on which one because uh Gary I think uh David K I think it was David K did the voice of Megatron in the in Beast Wars and and Beast Machines and then did the voice of Optimus in the uh, uh, tra uh, Transformers anime uh, that was ah. that came out not you know a while after that. So he's he, because w I know one of them has done the voice of both characters. I always get confused on which one it is that did the original Optimus Primal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but it was Gary Chalk that did uh, Optimus Primal. Right, I should know. I should know. It's Gary Chalk. I just watched a, a, a show with Gary Chalk uh in it just recently because he's a live action actor as well uh so yeah anyway um any other new, any other uh thing you want to say about transformers rise of the beasts no uh, i think actually what we're about to the breaking news it's very rare that we actually get breaking news on this uh on this program and it's, it's it, and the reason i say breaking is because literally someone just sent me a link to the trailer to it ah, so so um, yeah this breaking yeah, news so go ahead 
Uh, yeah, so the breaking news is uh, we actually have a release date for uh, Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy and th for the third installment, which is titled Kingdom, is going to be launching on Netflix on July the 29th. And you can actually go watch a trailer on uh, YouTube right now for it. And I'll probably watch it after this, uh, after we record just to see what it's all about. But the, uh, the plot synopsis uh, here on uh, good old YouTube says, now the Autobots must team up with the Maximals to confront the Decepticons who have joined forces with the Predacons in the race to find the missing Allspark. Wow. So. So yeah, th I, think like that's, I think that's also what um, confused me about the um, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is that I knew the next installment of War for Cybertron was going to involve the like the Beast Wars. So yes, that's what threw me off. So we're getting a live action version of some Beast Wars characters and we're getting the animated computer animated uh, version of them. So that's interesting. Yeah, it is. And uh, honestly, the War for Cybertron series is a wonderful series. I enjoyed it. Uh, so I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I think the I think part one was Siege and then part two was Earthrise. Um, and at the end of Earthrise, there is a little there's a little teaser for part three, which I'm really looking forward to. I'll probably binge it when it comes out. I need to catch up on it because I have not uh, watched any of it. And if I get some free time at some point, I will sit down and watch it. <laughs> Maybe we'll cover it on the podcast and I'll uh, be which is to watch it. <laughs> which is kind of funny because I had to, uh, I walked in, I had to run into Walmart today and I saw on the shelf, uh, the death Barney from beast wars or from kingdom. They're bringing back the purple Death Barney. Oh, uh, the aka the, Megatron. Yeah, the purple dinosaur uh, Megatron. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. That's cool. I, I really, yeah, like I said, I, yeah. I, I, I'm really interested in it. So I am. I, I want to check it out, but uh, I just never got around to it, and I need to. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anything else, or are we ready to move on to our uh, main topic? I think that's it. I think that's it. We had uh, a lot of news to get to run through the last uh, from the last time we uh, sat down and recorded together. But I think we got it all. Yeah. And uh, it didn't help that we were kind of goofing off a lot, too, <laughs> through most of it. Uh, yeah, this episode's. I'll, I'll tell you what, since this new segment is probably running a little bit longer than normal, I will put a timestamp in the uh, uh in the episode notes so that you can skip to the main topic. But if you want to listen to all the shenanigans, you don't want to miss the news. That's all right. I got to say. Yeah. Uh, so moving into our main topic for this week, uh, we are going to uh, look at the trivia question and the trivia answers that people have sent us this week, because we always like to ask a trivia question to hint to what we're covering. Each Travis, week. do you want to let the, do you want to let the folks know what the theme month this week? This I month will is? when I get to it. You ain't let me, you ain't let me okay. finish. Let me speak. Okay, fine. Jeez. Let me speak. I am oh, geez, not. Don't. I, I am not Taylor Swift. I am not going to sit here while you interrupt me. <laughs> oh, God. That's a, that's a, Poor that's, Tay -Tay. A, that's a current reference. <laughs> Poor Tay Tay. Anyway, free Brit hashtag free Brittany. Uh, so anyway, 
the question that we ask, uh, we ask a question each week to hint to what we're covering. And this month we are covering guilty pleasures. It is guilty pleasures month this month. So yeah, it's going to be painful. <laughs> to get through this month i don't i don't know i'm looking at the schedule and they're not some movies some of these movies are not that painful no they're not they're they really there's aren't. only there's there's one movie on the list that's a that it, that's even remotely painful there are some movies that other people might consider painful that we may not consider painful uh including this, this one is true that we're talking about uh so yeah the trivia question was what do you think michael's guilty pleasure monster movie is uh, oh boy <laughs> and we had a lot of fun answers so uh nathan <laughs> Nathan Hamilton from the Monster Island Film Vault podcast uh, sent in Sexy Rangers. <sighs> Which is a real thing. I know. It's a real thing. It, it, it really is one of Michael's guilty pleasures. Um, no, no, it is not. It is not. No, it's more it of Elijah's of my, guilty pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway. and speaking speaking of elijah yes the next one is gone with the yeti nipples <laughs> <laughs> yes gone with the yeti nipples get them the blank out of here <laughs> so, frankly my dear i don't give a nipple <laughs> 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 as god is my witness i will never see another yeti nipple again oh god <laughs> jesus uh anyway uh moving on um our friend danny from the godzilla novelization project uh sent us in i'm not sure what his current one is but i'm pretty sure i know what his next one is going to be and he shared that boy, that that big red boy. You talking about Red King? No, who's no. not even red? Uh, <laughs> Clifford, <laughs> Clifford, the big red dog. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm willing to give it a shot, Danny. I, I don't know yet. The jury's still out. I got plenty of time from now till September. And then uh, Jimmy from NASA uh, sent us Latitude Zero, which I actually go ahead. I've seen Latitude Zero. It's not that bad. It's 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 bad, but it's not that bad. I haven't seen it. It is on my list of things I want to see, but I have not seen it yet. It's weird. You should you'll probably like it. It's really weird. Though. <laughs> it's not very good and it's weird. You'll probably like it. <laughs> yes, that's that's pretty much it. Yes. Uh, uh, Chris Deggle sent us an actual movie. Uh, well, so did Jimmy, but uh, an actual movie. Uh, the Food of the Gods, which is kind of like if you if you know what Night of the Lepus is but with slightly scarier animals than bunny rabbits, uh, giant yes. rats. Yes. <laughs> I actually have seen food of the gods. Thank you, Chris. Uh, is it your guilty pleasure? No, it's not. I, I, I don't like that movie at all. 
Uh, I have not seen it. Um, I I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, it's part of the rat cinematic universe with all the deadly rat movies out there in the ether. Right. Yeah, and Willard with, uh, whatchamacallit, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. What, the original one or the remake? I don't know. I just know Will. I just know. Well, well, I was thinking of the one that had, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, McFly in it. Oh, uh, which I guess is a, is a more modern shoot. one. Yeah. That's the remake. I watched the, I watched the original recently. It's not a bad little movie. Uh, there's also Ben, which is also a, uh, not gentle Ben. Uh, but just Ben <laughs> uh, is also a giant. Yes. Gentle Ben is a bear movie, I think. Yes. And uh, and Ben is a movie about a kid with some pet rats. Uh, anyway, nice. Damon Noise uh, sent us <laughs> a picture. Sweet Jesus. Uh, that was <laughs> the Mighty Morphin Shower Rangers. Uh, Michael, is this your guilty oh, pleasure? <laughs> no, no. Actually, actually, no, that, I mean, man, the body on that Green Ranger is, wait, never mind. No, we're moving. No, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, and then we also had a late, uh, uh, someone who sent it in just, a, you know, just last minute, but we included it. It's from Nick Blackler, <laughs> who said, the secret is out, Michael. He sent in Daimajin does Dallas. <laughs> does what in dallas though um do you know what movie that's referencing i do <laughs> uh, it's, i do it's 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 from it's from uh it's it's one of the it's one of the walker texas ranger movies right no 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 so um let me explain uh there's this thing called porn michael um <laughs> and uh <laughs> It's all over the internet, um, and uh, this is, <laughs> and it will crash your computer. But uh, but before it was on the internet, uh, they used to release it on uh, on film <laughs> and videos. Oh, and in okay. 1978, there was a pornographic film called Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> oh. The plot of the film focuses on a team of cheerleaders attempting to earn enough money to send the title character to Dallas, Texas, to try out for the famous Texas Cowgirls cheerleading squad. Oh, well, that sounds wholesome. (laughs) What's the worst? What's the the, sounds wholesome? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. uh, Anyway, so thank you, Nick, for having um, for having me explain that to Michael on the podcast. (laughs) Actually, actually, I have a confession. I know what Debbie does. Dallas is. And I just wanted to you. I just wanted you to explain it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You keep keep keep. (laughs) Keep telling yourself that. Keep telling everybody that. That's fine. Uh, if it makes you feel right. better. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this episode. <laughs> uh, our main topic is Godzilla 1998. <laughs> From 1998. <laughs> directed, di- directed by Roland Emmerich. Produced by Dean Devlin, starring Matthew Broderick, Jean or Jean. How do you say? How would you say that? Jean 
Jean Reno. Jean, 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 Jean Reno. Yeah. Yeah. Jean Reno uh, or uh, Jean Reno. Uh, and then Maria Patillo, Hank Azaria, Kevin Dunn, Michael Lerner, and Harry Shearer. Uh, with creature designs by Patrick Totopoulos. And uh, if anybody ever watched the show Face Off back when it was coming on Sci-Fi, when they, I don't know if it's, it might still come on uh, Sci-Fi, I don't have cable. Um, but uh, there was three judges who would judge like um, special effects makeup artists. And uh, it was a you know, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The long hair. Yeah, 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 I've watched it. Yeah, the long haired kind of European uh, uh, judge was Patrick Totopoulos on there, and he was the, nice. He's worked on a lot of films, but this was the he also worked on this and designed uh, the monster on this. Uh, we need mm-hmm. a plot breakdown, Michael. So give us the plot breakdown. Okay, I had to actually, I took some time to craft a plot breakdown for specifically for this episode. So here we go. I'm going to read this out. <clears throat> Godzilla 1998 is a heartwarming coming-of-age tale of a young, pregnant father-mother who comes to the big city in search of a home to raise his, her, 200-plus babies, only to be denied access to affordable housing due to her species. The father-mother sacrifices life and limb to to make the Big Apple a home while a lot of laughs and eating a lot of fish along the way. That's a lot of fish. It's a lot of fish. Michael, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that that that's a lot of fish. <laughs> that is a that is a lot of fish. And the, one of the many gifts that this uh, g- not gifts, G-I-F-T-S gifts that this movie has given us is the is the phrase. That's a lot of fish. Yep. Uh, it, it ruined uh, ruined a scene from Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, for me because i can't watch hey, that i don't scene. think it ruined it i think it i thought it enhanced it because i well, i it ruined it because i can't watch it without thinking of matthew broderick saying that's a lot of fish um <laughs> opening thoughts uh i'll go first with okay. my I'll, I'll go first with my opening thoughts sure go ahead so my opening thoughts are uh me and you are godzilla fans right yeah yeah we are yeah kind of godzilla fans for the most part for the most part kind of godzilla fans i was a godzilla fan when i was a kid i was a godzilla fan in 1998 when this movie came out and i was super excited to see an american version of godzilla the monster i loved so much as a kid was so excited i remember crying during this movie not because of the ending, but because it was mm-hmm. not Godzilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, as a kid, I did cry because I was like, I was so brokenhearted that this was not the Godzilla that I knew and loved. That being said, my kid brain also recovered fairly quickly. And I remember, you know, 1999, 90 and 2000, I liked this movie and would watch this movie and also had some of the toys uh from this movie and played around with them and and enjoyed them um and i think that i think that more and i don't want i we talked about this off podcast so i don't want to get into it too much because we uh what other people say about this movie because we know like anybody Mm -hmm. who's listening to this podcast knows 
what other people say about this movie and what Godzilla fans think of right, this movie. Yeah. And and they probably have and you listeners probably have your own opinions of this movie. But I feel like more Godzilla fans should be like a little kid in that yeah, you may be upset it's not the the version that you like, but then you kind of bounce back from it and realize, ooh, toys. Yeah. And you just kind yeah. of yeah, and start <laughs> and go on. Uh, because really, since I have kind of put it out of my mind that this is at all in any way a Godzilla film, mm-hmm. just looking at this as a monster film, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. I I enjoy the the movie. Now there's parts of it I don't enjoy it. I won't say I enjoy it all the way. But as far as the monster yeah. stuff is concerned, it is just as much fun as you get from, you know, anything uh you know from Cloverfield or I mean I like this more than I like Cloverfield to be fair and right. and more than I like oh, some I, other I, stuff. I I do too. Yeah, yeah I do too. I, I think Godzilla I think I think G98 is a perfectly serviceable monster movie. Um and I'll let you finish your opening thoughts before I start. Yeah. Well, no, I mean that, that, that's really, that was it. It's like, it's, it's, it's on par with a lot of the other monster movies that we have covered on the podcast that we've talked about on yeah. the podcast. And I don't see why so many people are so upset with it outside of it, just that it's not Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, and really uh, you and I talked about this off cast one time. Neither of us, it's probably safe to say that neither one of us have guilty pleasures, really. Like we like the movies we like, we watch the movies we watch because we, we like them. We genuinely either like them, we genuinely love them, or we just like to laugh at them. And either way, we're either way, we're getting some enjoyment out of it. The Mm -hmm. reason why I picked this movie, uh, to be on the list is be, it's not because I think it's a guilty pleasure not necessarily because I actually genuinely enjoy it, but it's how guilty people make you feel for enjoying it. And I don't want to get into the whole, like the, 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 the Godzilla fandom hates G 98. Like that's whatever that's right. It's just people screaming. at It's just people screaming at the wall at this point. It doesn't matter. Like this movie is, uh, over 20 years old at this point, if not older. Um, I'm trying to do math in my head, but it's not working out for me. Um, but you know, people have had time. People have had time to 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 moan and complain about this movie. Like, and and I'm not going to just say get over it and move on because I don't think that's fair either. Because if you genuinely hate, if you, I think all I think all movies on some level can be critiqued and can be criticized because that's really what a movie's for is for your enjoyment. If you don't enjoy it, then that's fine. But the fact that the fact of there's, there's people out there that make you feel like you shouldn't like this movie because it's Godzilla in name only Mm -hmm. is completely ludicrous in my opinion. And that's the reason why it's on this list. Now with that out of the way, because I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to jump up on my soapbox for a second and then I'm going to get back down off my soapbox because I don't want to focus on that. Um, I saw this movie in theaters, uh, with my dad. And, uh, so there is a little bit of a nostalgia attached to it. And like you, I was a big Godzilla fan. And like you, I was like, Hmm, 
that's that's no, that's not quite what I remember Godzilla looking like. Um, and then like you, uh, I we left the theater, we went to Walmart, and oh look, there were toys, and and magically my opinions changed because there mm-hmm. were toys involved now. Uh, <laughs> and I did. I had some of the I had some of the toys. Oh man, I had the. Uh, if anyone remembers a trapper keeper, remember mm. that from way back, the way back machine. I had the Godzilla trapper keeper, took that to school every day, got made fun of, didn't care. Um, the Godzilla lunchbox, the Godzilla thermos, the Godzilla, uh, the little, the little paper folders that go inside the trapper keeper. Like I was all decked out in Godzilla 1998 stuff. I really liked it. And then all, and then, uh, I know this is not what we're talking about, but you know, this movie was supposed to be a trilogy if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly mm-hmm. and it didn't get funded enough to do a trilogy. So it got turned into an animated series, which in my opinion is one of the best, like, uh, I guess got, there's not been very many, but, uh, it's one of the best Godzilla animated series out there in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the Godzilla, I think Godzilla, the series from 1998 is awesome. Uh, yeah. Like that is incredibly rewatchable. And, but going back to this movie, I mean, I, I get the criticisms. I have my own criticisms and gripes with it as a fan, as a, as a fan looking at it from, as a Godzilla fan, I have my gripes and my criticisms about this movie, just like everybody else, but I'm able to separate that and just enjoy it for what it is. Um, is it kind of Godzilla in name only? Yeah. Is it, uh, do they leave a lot of the lore and stuff kind of up to your own interpretation? Yeah. Um, but overall, um, I, I mean, would people really have a problem with this movie if it was called something other than, if it was called something other than Godzilla? Like if it was a remake to Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, would people mm-hmm. have a problem with it then? Probably not. The only problem that people have with this movie is because it's called Godzilla. That's really the only problem people have with it. Outside of that, it's a perfectly serviceable monster movie. It is a it is a it is a cheesy '90s blockbuster, and I'm here for it. Now, okay, I won't go as far as to say that no one would have a problem with it because I think that there is some legitimate problems with this movie. Yeah, like and we'll there, get into that. Yeah, there are some actual problems with this movie. I, right, I, but I, it, I'm what I'm talking about is sugarcoat. I'm not right. going to sugarcoat the fact that right. this movie is is a is not a great movie. Like if you're looking at it from the artistic side of like the and the technical side of how movies are made and the and you're learning and you've learned what makes a movie good, this is not a good movie. But it's a fun movie. I will I will give it yeah, that. Yeah, it's a fun movie. And I think that that's which is it's funny because i don't put these on the same i do not put these in the same uh in this in the same kind of bracket at all but that is kind of my same view on godzilla versus kong it's not cinematic masterpiece it's not art art house you know whatever it is a fun silly monster movie and i'm okay with that because i like when monster movies are very art house and very artistic and there is i mean we didn't talk about it and we and we will it's one it's our episode we had to skip over because of uh things that came up but 
we will talk about uh, Howl from Beyond the Fog. My goodness, that is like a living painting. It is, it is a piece of art come to life in a way that a lot of movies are not done. There is so much in that that the and, and, and that you can you know layer upon layer upon layer that you can peel back and peel back that is not what this movie is that is not what godzilla versus kong is i'm okay with having both i'm okay with both existing in the world and uh this mm-hmm, is just an sure. example of one of the ones that like that being said like i said there are some problems i have with this movie and we will talk about them uh, so let's get into our likes and dislikes for this movie, starting with the positive things, because we're going to be doing our positivity sandwiches, uh, patent pending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so would you like? So to start I guess. Us off? St- yeah, I'll start us off. Um, I know people are going to not like me for this, but the creature design, the, the, the creature design itself or Godzilla in this movie is not bad. Um, it's very, it's very Saurian. It's very, it's, it's, it's very, uh, what is, is it, is it seropod? Not seropod. Um, theropod? Oh, what, what's, what's the category? Sauropod? Uh, theropod, maybe? I don't know. Sauropod. <laughs> anyway, it looks, yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a, like a giant, like T-Rex raptor, like the way it's built and the way it moves is very dinosaur like, very like Jurassic Park. Um, and this movie takes a lot of digs at Jurassic Park, just saying. Oh, yes. Um, and it takes a lot of digs at Jurassic Park. Uh, even in one of its very main plot points, um, it takes a big dig at Jurassic Park. And I think Jurassic Park actually, I have to say, Jurassic Park did it better. Um, well, of course. Anyway, I, yeah, I, I love, I love the creature design. I, I really like the creature design for Godzilla. I do. Uh, I think it's, I think it now does the CGI hold up after all of these years? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, I watched, uh, I watched my, I watched the 4k version, uh, of this movie and the higher resolution you watch this movie, the more painfully obvious it becomes that the CGI has not aged well. Um, but this is like this is late nineties CGI. Yeah, know, and and yeah, but even Independence Day had better CGI than this. True, like Independence Day came out before this. True, but I don't think I don't think Independence Day had a fully CGI character the way that we have in Godzilla in this because uh like yeah. Like the T, like the 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 dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, like well, a they weren't fully CGI because we did have scenes of the puppets and stuff, but um, you also didn't really get as much uh, of them. Like like legitimately, the amount of screen time that the the CGI is on screen is not that much. Whereas this is like taking a lot of risks by putting the CGI character front and center, which is something that is is what they do in modern movies and people still complain about it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not like it, we haven't changed. Like we still complain when we focus. Yeah. There's, there's CGI CGI weirdness. Yeah. There's CGI weirdness in Godzilla versus Kong and Godzilla versus Kong is a beautiful movie. Right. And I, I, but I think it, I think it was bold of them to at least, I, I, I I know a lot of that is uh, again, I don't want to dwell on people's complaints for this movie, but I I think a lot of people do dwell on, the creature design and stuff because it is 
a so so departed from godzilla the original godzilla but also because they're not Mm -hmm. doing the suitmation which is if you were a fan of godzilla growing up you're used to the suits and then you go and watch the cgi but looking at it but there are i will say but i will say that there are some really nice practical effects in this movie though yeah oh yeah there are like there's a lot of stunt and like uh, and, and and uh practical effects going on uh but yeah i just think it's interesting that the that this was one of those early movies where they did a fully cg character because godzilla Uh is a character he is and i i think i think that this i think you're right this this movie deserves some uh pats on the back for for being brave enough to do that yeah but at the same time uh know your limits people because you know your limits yeah because the ex the 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 execution was you know lacking we'll say that well i'm not gonna say it's subpar i'm not gonna say it's awful because it's not awful but it's lacking yeah i will say that yeah um i (laughs) every complaint i have about this um about this movie uh is all in one single category except for uh-huh. one thing one thing uh-huh. all of it is characters essentially like every every complaint right. i have about this movie is about the characters except right. for one character and mm-hmm. he is my positive he is one of my positives and that is jean oh, Reno. Yeah. yeah yeah i think he's one of the one he's uh he's one of those actors that's been in a lot of, he was, he's been in a lot of, he, he had been in a lot of blockbuster like action films at this point, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. he was yeah. not a breakout star. No, no, this like, was not a breakout the, movie he, for him. Yeah. And he's one of, uh, one of those guys, you know, th- those guys that you, you recognize their face, but you may not know who they are. Uh, but right. yeah, yeah, he, he, he's definitely not a new Actually, most of the actors in this film were seasoned actors, which is really interesting that none of them were like, early you know uh, uh like breakout these none of these were were coming into this as like their first role this is all of them have had you know a, a long career before and after uh except for one um <laughs> after uh <laughs> the the years have not been kind to one of the actresses but um but yeah Jean oh Reno, oh well oh okay i was gonna say after inspector gadget i think uh matthew broderick's acting career kind of just went Matthew Broderick had a lot of personal issues too. I think that kind of killed his acting career for a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, um, no genre. No, though he is so fun and he's one of those. And we've talked about it before in, in, in cheesy movies, the ones who are like, mm-hmm. know they're in a cheesy movie, know they're in a bad movie and yeah. still just like yeah. go as hard and as ham as they can and oh, that yeah. is what he feels oh. like he's doing he is chewing every <laughs> bit of scenery in his own kind of way he is chewing every bit of scenery <laughs> speaking of chewing my Literally favorite chewing, uh, yeah <laughs> yes my favorite jean renault um scene in this entire movie is when he's he's passing out gum to his team he's like it makes us look more american yeah <laughs> and then and then he go and then they go through the checkpoint and they're like thank you thank you thank you thank you very much and he does that cheesy um elvis presley accent and he's like uh-huh. it's elvis it is the king yeah <laughs> that- <laughs> so 
so it gets weird, me, but gets I love me it. every time. <laughs> so great. Um, uh, yeah, so he's definitely a positive. Uh, I'm with you on the monster stuff. I do like a lot of the monster stuff, and you know, yes, the CGI is kind of you know, it's like I said, it, it's 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 dated. Let's say that way, it's dated. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. as far as like most of the monster stuff, like you have, mm-hmm. you know godzilla dodging and weaving through buildings you have him hiding among buildings and 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 like doing sneak attacks you have him climbing on buildings and then you have him Mm -hmm. uh you know jumping through the air into the hudson river and 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 like an underwater battle with a submarine like oh my goodness like there is so much action going on and all of it is is so much fun one of the things that one of the things that I have to say that this movie does did really well is it did not waste my time. Right. It right. it did not it did not waste my time. Well, it wasted my time for about eh, maybe ten yeah. minutes there in the middle. A, it is a, yeah, it's kind maybe. of a, it slows down at a certain point, but it 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 doesn't slow down for long. No, like like as far as action goes, this is probably. I mean, this is probably one of the most action filled Godzilla movies that we've seen. And, you know, it, it is, it is uncharacteristic for the character, at least the character that we had known up to that point to actively run from the military when in years past, he just destroyed the military head on. Right. Um, so that, that is very uncharacteristic for the Godzilla character. Um, but, I don't necessarily have a problem with it because it fits this version of mm-hmm. Godzilla, this very animalistic version of Godzilla. This yeah. is not, this is not, this is not world destroyer, uh, Godzilla Ultima. This is right. This is basically Godzilla Saurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I, one of the things I do like about this movie too is, they do build up to it. Like they don't, they don't show it mm-hmm. right away. And the buildup is kind of fun. Like you see after effects of Godzilla, you know, storming through a certain area, you know, in and attacking a ship and all this kind of stuff, but you don't see the monster in full until much later. And by then it's like, you're kind of curious what, is, you know, what does he look like? What's going on? What's it, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of neat too, how they built up to the reveal of Godzilla and also the, the, uh, the mystery element to it. Right. Yeah. Like one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the actual, like the first time we get to see Godzilla, like the old man on the fishing port. Like I always just thought that was really funny. Oh yeah. Uh, And I know people knock this movie. I always, I know people knock this movie for having like cheesy, like cheesy nineties humor, but I honestly don't care. I honestly don't care. The jokes are there. The jokes, some of them are genuinely funny and you get a little chuckle out of them. They're, they're appropriate for what's going on in that, in that moment. I don't have a problem with the humor in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I do. I do in some spots and I will talk about it. I think I, I think yeah, some that, spots it feels unnecessary. I think when it's situational humor, like something happening to someone that's supposed to be funny, yeah. that doesn't bother me. But when it's characters trying to be funny or 
just being annoying and that's somehow supposed to be funny uh as with one character specifically <laughs> um that's <laughs> yeah that's that's not so great to me um do we want to get into some dislikes since we've kind of been dancing around some of our dislikes? Yeah, we can, we can, we can do that before we get into, into, before we slap some, we can slap some uh, negativity onions on this positivity sandwich. Yeah. So, um, one negative I have, I mean, I, I talk about like the, all of the characters minus Jean Reno, uh, that, uh, all, all, other than him, all of the human characters I do not like, and not just like I like I, they're they're fine and I ignore them. Like I actively do not like them. <laughs> they they have not ingratiated themselves to me in any way, and I actively do not like them. <laughs> um, but one thing that that gets me is uh, the weird sexualization of Matthew Broderick. Like what the heck is going on there? They're, they look and treat Matthew Broderick like he is the sexiest man alive. Like, like, and not knocking Matthew Broderick. Definitely not knocking 1998 Matthew Broderick. But have you met another human being? <laughs> What the heck is what in the world is with that? <laughs> did Matthew? Did, I'm was assuming this movie like written for Brad Pitt, and they couldn't get him, so they settled with Matthew Broderick and just didn't change any of the dialogue. Um, I mean, look, Matthew Broderick's a cutie. He's 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 a handsome little dude. He's Not fine. Gonna lie. He's fine, but but like. <laughs> What what the heck? There's what the heck is going on when these people act like there is not another human being on earth that is more attractive than this man in his black beret and and glasses sometimes. Like what in the oh, world is I don't understand you that. You have to be talking about that first interaction. Are you talking about that first interaction with him and Elsa? Is it Elsa? Yeah, Elsa. Elsa um, or Elsa, whatever where she, her where name she, is. Elsa, I think, or no, it's Elsa. You're right. You're, it's Elsa. Yeah. Where she pulls her glasses down. She's like, ooh. Yeah, well, I, yeah, her. I mean, she de she's definitely the one. But, like, they do it a few times in this movie where, like, they even do, Audrey yeah. and them, like, treat him like he is this Adonis. Like, Oh, it's my high school sweetie. Or it's he, my college. Yeah, it's my college sweetie. He is not Chris Hemsworth. I mean, maybe he's Luke Hemsworth, but he is not a Chris Hemsworth. No, that's that's not. Look, all I can say is, all I can say is, this movie gives hope to all of the basic white bread guys out there just looking for love. If Matthew Broderick can do it, we can do it too. Yeah, I don't know. It was such a weird <laughs> moment in this. Um. Other than that, the character that irritated me, the, I mean, that, that wasn't a character, but that was just a weird thing. But the character who irritated me the most uh, was probably, and I like this actor. I like this actor in other things. But Hank Azaria being the most New York New Yorker who ever New Yorked. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. We are in his Forget mouth. about it. Just what? 
What was, we are in his mouth. What was the direction for this? What was the direction? I think given? honestly, honestly, I they they paid him to they paid Hank Azaria to be Hank Azaria. That's that's what they did. Honestly, yeah, like, that is. I don't. Know. I mean, it just, there's not much else I can say. Like Hank, like like Hank the um. Uh, shoot, what's his what? Uh, his name, his character name is Is it Vinny? Vince? Well, Animal. Yeah, but it's Vince. It's Vincent. Yeah, it's Vincent Animal. Pol- Whatever. Pilates. Something. Yeah. Pilates. Anyway, he's got Pilates. I, I think it. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, I didn't have a problem all that much with Animal. My character that I absolutely despise from this movie is Audrey. Yeah. Audrey. Audrey is the, Audrey is the character that I dislike the most. Yeah. She's, but see, she's so much of a nothing character that I kind of Mm. don't, I don't hate her as much as I hate some of the other ones. I do hate her, but I don't hate her as much. I, I guess, so I, I think I feel bad for her be, or the actress anyway, because, Mm -hmm her entire career moving forward was kind of colored by this movie and people's reactions yeah. to this movie. And I, it's kind of the same thing with the one who played Anakin in episode one, uh, little, little boy, Anakin, um, that mm. his entire career just kind of got and in life, his life was ruined by the fans and the reactions to the movie. And so I kind of feel bad for her. So I can't really, I, I have too much sympathy. That being said, yeah, I mean, all of these, yeah. all of these actors and actresses have went on. Well, most of them have went on to be pretty successful mm-hmm. in a, a, a title or B title movies. Mainly. I think a lot of them are just in B title movies. Now. Yeah. But that being said, Audrey is the worst human being that ever lived. Like, what the? Heck? Oh, in the in the context of this film, she's awful. Yeah, she's absolutely awful. She Why? gains. She... <laughs> Why does she get now, everything be... she wanted at the end of the movie? She doesn't deserve right, to but... be to get everything. No, she, wanted. she doesn't. She doesn't. She's an awful. She's a terrible reporter. Let's. Let, she's just. She's really just not good at her job. Honestly, um, she should have just been fired. I have the same. Um, I say the same thing about her that I say about Ariel from the little mermaid. She, she (laughs) did so many awful things to so many people, never really said she was sorry for it and then gets everything she wants in the end. What, Mm -hmm. what that's not fair. I don't like it. That's not a good, that's not a good lesson to teach children. (laughs) It's just, this is not, it's not right. (laughs) I don't like it. Well, you know, you know, to be fair, to be fair to Audrey, you know, I would pick up a videotape labeled top secret left out in the open too. And you know, that, that would, that would just be me though. Yeah. I don't know. She just, she just, the. Worst. I mean, okay. So that, that plot point, that plot point irritated me, honestly. Like she goes to, she goes to Nick and to reconnect. And then all of a sudden, Oh I can get ahead in my failing career by stealing this magical tape labeled top secret that's yeah. magically left out in the open. Like, oh, come on, you know, I, th- I think that, I think that what bothered me more about that scene, I mean, like, like 
okay, yeah, she was being a little opportunistic there and was kind of like a terrible right. person in that moment. But then, yes. like, I can also understand, like, she gave in to temptation of trying to further her career instead and, and put right. that ahead of it. And, and she, you know, and, and then the, you get a, a little bit of a redemption from that. But yeah, what they, I they think build her, me, they, what, well, I was they build like, her up to be, go oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say they build her up to be the heroine with this redemption story and it just kind of falls a little bit flat. I mean, yeah, she does the news report at the end and shows the world that there are 200 plus uh, Godzilla babies getting ready to take over New York City. But outside mm. of that, she's really just kind of a nothing character. Yeah. But what bothered me about that plot point with the tape was more of like the military's reaction to it of like you leaked it to the press and he's like, no, no, I didn't. Okay. Kick him out because you, he can't be trusted to keep like, keep things secure. That's fine. But they mm -hmm. throw everything that he's ever done. Like every concept he ever came up with the idea of a yeah. nest of, of them repro of it, procreating all of that out the window because of this, like just because he wasn't as careful as he should have been does not mean all the stuff that he had been right about up to now is suddenly wrong you don't ignore all of yeah. the evidence just because the one guy was a jerk <laughs> yeah and it's like it, it, at the end at the end when they're doing the special news when they're doing the live new, news broadcast she's like turns out you were right after all dr totopolis like okay all right yeah, that's but, that, but I think that's also what the what that that was about, because if like the military had believed him, then we wouldn't have gotten the scene, uh, the Jurassic Park scene with the babies. <laughs> yeah, the extended Jurassic Park scene with the 200 plus Velociraptors babies. Yeah. Um, uh, there was shoot. There was one other. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of Audrey, the terrible actress that is Audrey. Um, when I think of this movie. I think of that one line in the bar and it irritates me and I get it. I feel like they threw that line in here for fan service because they're like, Oh, we're going to we're We're going to make the fans happy by saying the actual name of the Kaiju. Mm -hmm. Like it's the, it's the, it's Gojira. You moron. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Like I cringe every single time that it, that, that scene comes on. Cause I know, I know when it's coming, I know it's coming and I still cringe every single time because you can tell that that line, because that line, and I don't know what it is, but that line just feels so uncomfortable coming you know, out you of You know what mouth. it reminds me of? It reminds me of, what? it reminds me of in, uh, which one was it? It was in the most recent, not the most recent, but I guess it's the most recent X-Men film, the, the uh, Dark Phoenix, X-Men Dark mm -hmm. Phoenix. I don't think I've, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Where the, where the, the kids are coming out of like the X-Kids, the X-Men are coming out of a movie theater and it's like the third in a, in, in a trilogy. I can't even remember what movie it was, but they make a joke about the third one's always the worst one. And it's like, yeah. you can't do that in this movie that is the third movie and is the worst one of this trilogy. Like it's one thing to make a joke about being self-aware. It's like, haha, we're being self-aware, but it's mm -hmm. like, no, you can't joke about that when you're also a terrible movie. Right. 
Right. I had the same problem and I actually had the same problem. And I can't remember what the line was in Monster Hunter because there's a scene in Monster Hunter where they kind of like make fun of cheesy action movies or cheesy action lines as like, haha, look, how oh, isn't it dumb how, uh, how movies do that? It's like, no, you're doing oh, it. Shoot. <laughs> shoot. Uh, I'll beep that out. Uh, that is. Uh, that was, I think that was right before T.I. died. Maybe. Whatever his character name was. Maybe. Maybe yeah, it was. He makes, he makes this, I think he makes this, I think he makes a cheesy self-aware joke. Somebody does. Somebody makes a, a cheesy mm-hmm. self-aware joke. And I'm like, you can't make a joke about how dumb action movies are when you are being a dumb action movie. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I know, and, and back to what I said about that line, I know it sounds nitpicky and I know it sounds kind of gatekeepery, whatever. Uh, but just, just that line gets to me every single time because it just feels so, I don't know. It just feels so awkward in that moment right. for some reason. Yeah. It's awkward. And like I said, it's like, it's like the, the writers and, and the director and everything is saying, it's like, oh, we know you're going to complain about this movie. Well, if you know we're going to complain yeah. about the movie, then do something about it before you finish making the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you have control over this. Don't just sit there like, yeah, we know you're going to make fun of it or you're not going to like it or you're going to complain about it. Do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why that yeah, line think, bothers I think a lot me. Of that, I think. Yeah, and I think a lot of the backlash, and I'm not going to go into it in detail because it's just, it's nonsensical at this point. Um, Like a lot of the backlash for this movie has been press about it after the fact and what certain people that worked on the film have said about the movie. Yeah. And I think it just, I think it's, I think it's just because they got tired of hearing people complain about it. Yeah. Well, and, and also, so I, another thing I also understand why people, are upset with this movie is because now in hindsight, what we've found out about what could have been until they brought Roland Emmerich mm-hmm. in the movie that they were planning on doing, uh, you know, they, with, um, uh, who was Jean de Bont. They were, they were planning on getting Jean mm-hmm. de Bont in to do a movie or, and they, they had a bunch of play. I mean, Stan Winston, you know, the famous, uh, Stan Winston, uh maquette for for the godzilla design you know it's like so i think people also get upset because of of what could have been but at the same Mm -hmm. time like that's another thing i don't want to get into a lot here is the the behind the scenes stuff because let me tell you there's a lot of information on this movie like people have yeah if you I, I will say, because I know we don't have time to get into it here, but if right. you're able to get your hands on the making of this movie, that that book, that mook, I think it's a mook uh, than it is an actual like book, because it's like a big eight, eight and a half by 11. Like, what magazine the heck is a book. mook? You never heard of, you never heard the word mook? No, I've never heard that. I've heard of nookie. It's like a, it's. <laughs> It's like a magazine. It's like a, it's like a thicker than normal magazine. It's like a real, it's a really thick magazine. Oh, okay. So people call them mooks. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that is not a word I just made up. I promise. Uh, there's also a lot of, um, there's a, a lot of, um, podcasts out there who have kind of broken down in detail the, the making, I know, um, the, the, uh, 
um, Tokyo Lives podcast has kind of gone into it. They've even read some of the scripts that were that have been revealed and come out uh, mm-hmm. that were what the movie originally was planned to be and what the sequel was planned to be and all this kind of stuff. So like they've gone into that kind of stuff. So we, we encourage, you know, if anybody wants to, to listen to those, you know, that's great. If that's what you're interested in, what we kind of wanted to do here when talking about this movie was to kind of, uh, to appreciate it for what it is. Appreciate, appreciate it for what it is. And like we said, we have complaints. There are complaints. I hate the characters in this movie. I hate the, I hate the stupid idiot mayor who's supposed Mm -hmm. to be a, like a Roger Ebert. Uh, they did a Siskel and Ebert, uh, you know, in this, in this movie and didn't even, you know, (laughs) I thought it was, I, I was talking with somebody and I thought I, I was like, are they are they satirizing Rudy Giuliani? Because in the in hindsight, I'm thinking, OK, so Rudy Giuliani was the was the mayor of New York at that time. Are they satirizing him? And, and they're like, no, this is a this is a satire. It's a caricature of Robert Roger Ebert. Yeah, because Siskel and Ebert um, uh, gave bad reviews of I'm wanting to say either Stargate or Independence Day, one of the previous um Roland Emmerich films and so mm-hmm. Roland Emmerich purposely included them in this movie as like you know kind of making uh there, there's even like like the name uh, of one of the characters is Ebert um so uh yeah if you can see it on like you can you it's not in full display but I noticed that like it's on a uh, it's on a highway poster right and so uh so that he was doing that and I love I love Roger Ebert and and Joel uh Siskel's um uh response to it was you went so far as to satirize us in this movie but didn't have the uh the balls uh for lack of a better word to uh to kill us off <laughs> like like you didn't even bother to kill us <laughs> off like what what did you you know what's wrong with you yeah so you know uh yeah but outside if you're, if you're gonna go if you're gonna go there don't go halfway with it right exactly um but all of the human characters and the plot aside, I think one of the reasons why mm-hmm. me and you and maybe some other people who were kids at this time enjoyed the toys a lot and and how the toys kind of changed, you know, kind of we we got excited once we saw the toys and we got the toys uh, and that kind of changed yeah. our view of the movie is because the thing about toys, especially if you're a kid, you can make whatever movie you want. Mm. Pretty like, much, yeah. Like Godzilla doesn't have to die at the end if if you're you know if you're a kid who's oh, eight God. years old. That's it's all it's heartbreaking every time. Yeah, it is, and, and and so I think that that the things that we appreciate about this movie, me and you, are the same things we appreciated as a kid, which was the fun action right. stuff, the monster stuff, all the stuff that is exciting as a kid, and it kind of I think why we enjoy this movie is it takes us back to that maybe, and we appreciate it. Like you, like we said, you know, it's no worse than any of the other movies that we've covered on the uh, podcast. Uh, better than a lot of them not better than a lot of them um it just depends it's kind of it, it, i view it as a mid-tier i view it as a mid-tier monster movie um yeah and uh and the the you know the characters and the script and all and the plot and all those things that that are are yeah. terrible and are and and should have been better just don't matter to a kid when he's got the toy in his hand and he's acting it out <laughs> I think with the toys, you know, you, us 
kids, us fans, us whatever, uh, young adult, us adult men in our thirties that still play with toys, um, <laughs> and can still kind of make whatever movie we want and still enjoy it, enjoy this movie for what it is. And I think that one of the one of the dislikes, one of my main, honestly, one of my main dislikes is the fact that, spoiler, Godzilla dies at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think. And I honestly think, and and people, uh, you know, people have complained like, you know, this movie kind of, this movie, uh, it surrenders the whole meaning behind Godzilla. It's like, well, if you think about it, not really, because Godzilla in, in the Japanese version of Godzilla is seen as a tragic character. And Mm -hmm. in this movie, Godzilla is a tragic character. Um, I mean, it's. Honest and and honestly, he didn't. He yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just a monster trying to survive. He wasn't the villain. He wasn't this malevolent force. It's sent there to destroy uh, New York. No, he was just trying to make a nest so that him and his children could survive. I mean, there's yeah, there's just really like the ending of that movie is really kind of painful to watch because there's that scene where like Godzilla's getting ready to die and he, and he, and he locks eyes with uh, Nick uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick's character. And it's just really sad. It really is sad. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and it's tragic and, it, and it's tragic in a different way. We're like the, the original got the original Gojira from 54 was tragic because it was a reflection of the nuclear bomb. This one is just tragic because like no one wants to see an animal who really didn't do anything wrong, who was just acting upon its own nature mm-hmm. killed. Like no one wants to see yeah. that. And seeing the um, babies, Oh, seeing it react to its own babies being dead was just like, that was the, that was a heartbreaking moment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it absolutely was. So yeah. yeah and I, I mean, think, it, I think that is a fascinating take on this movie that, you know, if you can take anything away from this movie, it is that there is a tragedy in this movie uh, besides the fact that it exists. You know, I know a lot of people are going to say that, but 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 there is a tragedy to it. And let's not forget that in the original 1954 Gojira, Godzilla Gojira died in that movie at the end. And it was a tragic moment and it was a, and it was a heartfelt moment. It was an, and it was a powerful emotional moment. And I think that the Godzilla death scene in this movie has the same <clears throat> kind of emotional impact for different reasons, but for, yeah. but, but yeah, it has the same kind of emotional impact. Yeah. I think, and I, th- and this is me talking as a fan. This is me talking as a Godzilla fan to hear people cheer when he dies, where in every other movie it's seen as a, it's seen as a, because at the end of the, if you remember, if you think about it at the end of every Godzilla movie, there's not these, yay, he's dead. It's this self-reflective. It's this self-reflective moment from our human cast saying, how did we get here? Why is the tragedy of this monster even here? Mm-hmm. like what what have we done to deserve this like there's this there's always this self-reflective moment but in this one it's just like the end it's the ending of every 
uh, Holly, it's the ending of every 90 Holly, well, not even 90s, but if any yeah. modern Hollywood blockbuster where there's a natural disaster or a monster involved, it's like, yay, the monster's dead, blah, 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 you know, that. Right. And, and to me, I think that that's, I think that's, that adds to sort of the tragedy of it because. Yeah. But also, yeah, I, mean, I also do want to uh, mention that there are some characters who are not celebrating, and that is uh, Nick, 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 and Audrey, and uh, Jean Reno's character. You know, the the Frenchman. Uh, you know, all of those ones. They're not celebrating. So I think that the that's true. The message, true. the message is kind of lost a little bit when you show all the military, you know, celebrating. But at the same time, I think there was a the message is still there. And you can take it away mm-hmm. that this is a this is a tragedy yeah. that this wasn't something to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. That it's just the military being the military. No, I, I, I think but, you're right. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So we've really kind of covered all of our likes and dislikes. I think, um, unless there was anything else that you wanted to specifically. Uh, I just want to talk just maybe for, for a minute. Um, we didn't really talk a whole lot about the babies because there is a, this is a big plot point with this movie. Like Godzilla is apparently pregnant yeah. uh, because he, pre- he, he, he is able to get pregnant asexually, uh, which I'm not going to go. If you want to know what that means, go look it up. Go, that's what Google's for. Uh, but apparently they discover a nest of, they thought it was 12, but there's over 200 mm-hmm. eggs there. Um, and, that was a they ripped that straight out of Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. Um with the with the babies. I mean, I mean cuz there are like beat for beat scenes in that uh in that sequence of events where uh, it's it, and I think and the reason I said at the top of the show where Jurassic Park did it better is because Jurassic Park was able to uh maintain that tension the whole time right with just the two raptors and it just kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit more with the 200 plus baby Zillas. Yeah. Um, I honest, I honestly think that that, that scene, that whole like escape from, uh, escape from Madison square, Scar- Madison square garden lasted a little bit, even too long. Mm-hmm. Cause it lasted a good bit. It lasted like 20, 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, but as far as the the babies themselves are concerned, I I I like them. I like you know. I think they're cute. Yeah, I yeah. think they're I think they're cute little buggers. And I also I like the idea of a of having a baby you know, or babies that you have to deal with and and you know solve the problem yeah. of that. It's not just the big one, but um, yeah, it's just yeah uh, because just at, the, at that point. At that point, they they had thought that they had killed the big one with the sub with with the submarines. Right. And oh, turns out at the end. Oh, no, he's back. He's back. Um, so and then we get the whole chase scene into the Brooklyn Bridge and the yeah. tragic death. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our Godzuki score and uh, keep our final sure. thoughts uh, kind of short and sweet because we yeah. still have a few things to cover uh, before we finish up this episode. So uh, moving into our Godzuki scores, uh, we like to rate our movies out of five Godzukis because we like to embrace the silly side of giant monster movies and use uh, Godzilla's bumbling nephew as our yardstick for rating these movies. So out of five Godzukis, Michael, uh, what do you rate uh, this movie and what are your final thoughts? 
You know, I've been thinking long and hard about this uh, because I'm not going to... So I'm going to rate this movie. I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to rate this movie four out of five Gatsukis because I think it is a perfectly serviceable monster movie. Yes, it is for most for most of the for mo, for all intents and purposes Godzilla in name only um but honestly it doesn't bother me all that much because I can sit here and enjoy this movie for what it is mm-hmm. I mean there's a lot of action it does this movie like I said does not waste its time or does not waste your time rather uh, it does slow down a little bit to deal with some housekeeping human stuff in the middle there that's a little bit boring but you know, it, it does pick back up. And then, like we said, the, the concept of of Godzilla nesting and just kind of and Godzilla just being not necessarily a, a force of nature uh, as we've seen him before, but just an animal uh, nesting and just trying to survive was sort of interesting. And, you know, folks that want to say, well, we we want uh, we want less of the same, you know, rock'em sock'em monster versus movies we want less of that and i'm just gonna i'm gonna say okay that's fine so open your mind and go back and revisit this one and try to give it a reevaluation. That and, and honestly that's what i'm gonna say for my final thoughts i'm gonna say go back and do your best to reevaluate this movie for yourself if it's been a while since you've seen godzilla 98 i think it's worth it for you to go back and and re-watch it like we did and try to pull some good stuff out of it. Cause I know there, there is some good stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. In fact, uh, Oh, you didn't give your score. You didn't give your score. Oh yeah, I did four out of five, four out of five. Godzookies. Because this movie knows what it wants to be. Uh, and I honestly don't have a problem with it. Okay. I, I, it must've slipped past me. I don't remember hearing you say it, but, um, yeah. So oh, you're fine. my score is a solid three out of five. I think it's a mid tier, you know, level. I don't think it's the mm-hmm. worst of the worst people. People talk about this movie. Like it is bottom of the barrel, the worst movie. Like ever it killed made. your dog. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> uh, I, there are way worse movies out there. I have seen worse movies. Monster Hunter is a worse movie than this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That is Michael. true. That is, so, that is very true. Uh, Monster Hunter is an emptier movie than this one. Um, but uh, I also, also obviously, there is a lot better movies out there, and this is far from being a perfect movie, and mm. far from being a right. a well planned out movie. But it is a fun movie, and I do have fun with it. And I'm like you; I think my final mm. thoughts are: most people that who, who are listening to our podcast already have an opinion on this movie, and have and right. have seen it, and already have an opinion on it. So yeah, I don't final, think we're changing hearts and minds with this. Right. And well, I, I don't think that we're getting, I don't think the majority of people who listen to our podcast are going in, are, are sitting here like, Hmm, I've never seen this movie. Maybe I should check it out. It's like, no, I think most of you guys who are listening have seen this movie and you have already formed an opinion on it. So my final thoughts and the thoughts I want you to take away, just like Michael said is Go back, rewatch this movie, try to look at it from a different point of view, 
tr- maybe maybe we brought up something that you know gave it a little more depth or maybe i gave it gave you some some thought that you didn't think of uh with this movie uh go back reevaluate it and maybe your opinion will change maybe it won't who knows if it doesn't that's perfectly fine you're perfectly entitled to your opinion but at least give it a, give it a chance and don't write it off just because it's not godzilla <laughs> it's godzilla in name right. only um yes so that's gonna do it for our uh talk about godzilla 1998 and uh we can move into the mailbag the mailbag what's in the mail today And if you would like to send us a letter that we can read out from our mailbag, you can send it to kaijuweekly at gmail.com or you can tweet us at kaijuweekly on Twitter and we will read out your tweet or email on the podcast uh, like the one we're fixing to read out from Elijah, our friend Elijah. Oh no, not this, not this guy again. Come on. I'm kidding. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, well, wait till you hear his message and then, then, you know, we'll see. Uh, he oh, says, then I'll form an, then I'll have to form an opinion. Okay. Yeah. Then he, he says, uh, hello, Teresa and Michelle. Uh, okay. This, no, we're not reading this. No, <laughs> we're not reading this. I think he sent no. it to the wrong person. We're not reading this. Maybe he was supposed to I be writing so. fan mail no. to the sexy Rangers. No, let's um what what is help control the giant something population? population? Yeah. Uh no. Uh so he said so Elijah said, after Travis stopped reading my emails, I was too offended to continue sending mailbag letters. Anyways, I'm going to cry for being reminded of that. As for my mailbag letter, I would like to say that I would like to thank you guys for being awesome guys and being entertaining to watch because you two going back and forth is entertaining stuff. In all seriousness, I'm loving the content, though I must say I think Travis is wrong about complaining that Mysterious Island has narration. That was my only complaint, really, about that movie, uh, <laughs> Elijah. That's so, true. To I be was, fair, that's that true. That was only, my only one one complaint out of, out of the entire movie. But anyway, uh, he says, I think right. Travis is a little picky when it comes to that. I am. It's just who I am. I don't like that. Um, uh, he says, I appreciate Michael's love and appreciation for that film. I love that film too, Elijah. Don't you? Um, anyway, he says, you better read my other letters. I worked very hard on them, Travis. Elijah, I don't remember not reading all your letters. I thought we read all of your letters on the podcast. I think you should go back. I thought maybe... we read them all too. I, I think... No, I, what I think is sure. happening is I, I'm pretty sure we've read them all by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to have to come up with some fresh content for us to read. Yeah, well, well, Elijah, just in case we're wrong about uh, not reading all of your letters, maybe you should go back and uh, listen to our podcast episodes again just to see uh, and make sure that we didn't read your letters. Um, you know, in fact, you could probably listen to all of the episodes like maybe 10 more times uh, just to make sure that that we didn't read them out. Uh, <laughs> he's going to take that as a challenge and actually do it. That's what's bad is Elijah is the cra- is crazy enough to actually do that. <laughs> Oh no! It, like for someone who hates Godzilla versus Kong, he did go watch it 
10 times. Yeah. Yeah. But say, but says, Oh, I only did it for the theaters bowl. Come on. <laughs> you, you secretly, you closetly, you, you're, you're in the club. Mm, no, I shouldn't say that. You love. Anyway, uh, uh, next week's trivia question is uh, hinting at what we're talking about next week. Now, now, so we talked about Michael's guilty pleasure. Now we're going to wait two weeks before we get to my guilty pleasure monster movie, because ooh. we ran a poll uh, two polls actually on our uh, social medias and asked for people's opinions on their uh, guilty pleasures and then co- uh, brought those together and then had a vote on guilty pleasures. So if you voted in those polls, you might already know one of the movies we're going to be talking about next week. But the trivia question is what 1975 Hong Kong film drew inspirations from Henshin heroes like Ultraman and Common Rider? Mm. Ooh. Uh, Michael doesn't remember watching this movie even though we did watch it um, with Elijah <laughs> I seriously don't remember watching this movie I honest to God do not remember it it's, I feel uh, like I feel like I would remember it it, uh, it was uh, it was kind of a fun night um, but yeah I just I just think that's so funny that you you were like yeah I, I just watched it for the first time I'm like no you didn't we watched it together and, he's, and you're like what <laughs> uh anyway maybe uh, i was drinking or something or just tired maybe i was maybe i was just like you i mean i was just tired i think i think it was a little <laughs> bit of both <laughs> uh so to close out this episode we're gonna say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends if you want to follow us on twitter we are at kaiju weekly and uh oh and nope we're not at kaiju Griffey pod because uh because uh, uh, you are off Twitter for, for the time being. But we are at Kaiju Weekly, and you can tweet yes. us at Kaiju Weekly. Uh, all the links to our social media, as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, and answers to trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. We also want to say a big... Mm-hmm. Hold on. going to sneeze. Hello. Uh, that's what we're going to say, a big... Bless two. you. Uh, yeah. Gazoon tight. <laughs> oh man, I just I had watermelon, that. watermelon, watermelon. We also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen magazine so far. The next issue is coming very soon. We promise. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because there are some really fantastic articles in there, and I cannot wait to share them with everyone. Uh, and if you want to find out more about that magazine, you can check out the website, kaijuramanmagazine.com. And if you want to help support this podcast and get some nice bonus content when we remember to post the bonus content, um, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod. Give any kind of support you can. If you can support us on Patreon, we would appreciate that, especially since I quit my job fairly recently and could use some financial support well, you don't no. you don't don't make it sound like you're a bum or something you actually have another job now. i do i do but but i could always i could use some some help so if you want to uh financially support me <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash kaiju weekly pod <laughs> well that's awesome and there's actually one more thing travis that our listeners can do to go and support this show and that is going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. And that's what and what that's gonna do is that's gonna put this show in front of other kaiju, tokusatsu, and Zilla fans. 
just like you. It's going to help us create more. Huh? They're out there. The Zillow fans. They are out there. There's a whole group dedicated. There's actually a whole group dedicated to them. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll send you a link. Anyway, I actually may put the link in the show notes because there are actual people that do like, anyway, forget it. Uh, (laughs) So, and I promise if you go and leave us a five-star review and leave us an actual comment, uh, don't just give us a rating, actually write us a review. We will read that review on a future episode of the podcast, just like we've done uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we actually did get uh, some brand new reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we read both of them out on the show. So yeah, if you want to do that and help support the show, fantastic, and we will love you forever. If not, uh, you will be our sworn enemy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to to finish off this episode, I'm going to say help control the sexy, sexy Matthew Broderick population. Uh, <laughs> have your Zillas spayed or neutered. <laughs> You know, I feel like if they would have done that to begin with, that would have solved a lot of problems. I mean, that's what they were trying to do, essentially. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Here, lizard, lizard, lizard. We didn't even talk about the Taco Bell commercials. Oh, man. Gojira, you moron. I mean, come on.